Hello, and welcome to AOL Church, a place to connect. This is where we gather together common people and equip them to live connected lives. AOL Church exists to connect with God, connect with people, and ultimately connect people with God. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. Now, let's listen in on this week's sermon. We're going to start with Luke chapter 8, verses 43. We're going to read through verse 48. We're going to be repetitive in these scriptures tonight for a purpose. Repetitive for a reason. Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48. They have it on the screen behind me. They have it on screen online if you're watching. I wonder even if you're at home. Could you read this out loud with us? Somebody, somebody lead us in this reading of this scripture. Verse number 43. That's just something to worship right there. What a story. What a miracle. What a story. What a miracle. Let's we'll speak to us on the next few moments of I've got to touch him and I've got to tell them. I've got to touch him and I've got to tell them. I got to touch him and I've got to tell them. One more time, let's lift our hands in this place. If it's one thing I love, I love the revelation of Jesus. When you start to get into his word and when he starts to speak to you, there's nothing that can replace revelation. Amen. And I pray that the spirit of revelation would fall fresh on this congregation tonight. God, I pray that you would speak to us in a way that we have never heard you. That you would reveal things to us, God, in a way that we have never seen you before, Lord Jesus. Because we desire more from you and we're not going to let anything hold us back i've got to touch you and i've got to tell somebody about it i've got to touch you and i've got to say it out loud in jesus and one more time let's give god a hand clap of praise if you're thankful to be in this house you can be seated in jesus name in jesus name praise god not long tonight luke chapter 8 verses 43 through 48 i love this version, there's three Gospels that talk about this story, but Luke gives us very descriptive evidence of everything that happened in this event. And I love the way that he writes it and how detailed he was about this story. We hear about this story all the time. We have an imagination or a picture in our mind about the way that this happened. I'm sure that many of you can relate. Many of you have thought about I don't know about you, but when I read stories in the Bible, I love to visualize them. And, and I can just imagine David, you know, running up to Goliath. 
you come against me with sword and spear? And just an underdog, right? Just absolutely taking out that, that giant. And I, I love to visualize and see these things in the Word of God. And this is a story, this is a miracle that many of us can visualize. We have a picture in our mind when we hear about this scripture. And it's talking about this lady who had been suffering for 12 years. And she hears Jesus is coming by and she just has to touch him. And she has to tell somebody. Luke chapter 8. I asked Brother Sonny to be ready to read scripture for us. Luke chapter 8 verse 43. I want to focus in on this first scripture really quick. I want to talk about this. Uh, verse 43, Brother Sonny, if you could read that one more time to us. Physicians, neither could be healed of any. So we said this a few weeks ago. Another, another encounter we have, we have somebody who has an issue. An issue. One more time, just look at somebody and say, again, you still have issues. You, <laughs> you, you still have issues. You still have issues. And she, she had an issue of blood for 12 years. This, this word issue means to flow out or to pass through, to pass through or to flow out, to become evident on the outside. So in our text, in our scripture, this woman, she had a physical condition that created an issue of blood. It was this outward manifestation of this inward condition that she had. I wonder if any of us can relate to this. Something was not right with her on the inside. Something was not going right on the inside. And so it manifested to the outside. And so she could not hide this. She could not conceal this. There was an issue on the inside, and it became apparent on the outside. I wonder how many people walked in. I wonder how many people walk into our doors on a weekly basis that have something going on on the inside, but it's being manifested to the outside. Now, how many people are dealing with problems and situations right now? No matter how much we've tried to hide them or conceal them, something isn't right on the inside, and it's just beginning to show on the outside. I don't know how it's showing. I don't know how it's manifesting, but you know, and eventually other people are going to find out. Other people are going to see it. She had been suffering and in pain for 12 years. Now, now 12 years, that's a long time. That's a long time to be in constant pain. That's a long time to be in constant hurt. She had been suffering, hurting, and in pain for 12 years. And many doctors had promised improvement, but you could not see any improvement. Nobody could heal her. Nobody had an answer for this lady. And so instead of getting better, instead of her conditioning getting better, it was getting worse, getting worse, and daily getting worse. And for 12 years, she was considered unclean. 12 years, she could not be touched by a clean person. For 12 years, she could not have association with anything that was clean. It had been 12 years until she enjoyed Passover or Sabbath services. 12 years. Can you imagine that? 12 years? 12 years in constant pain. 12 years without much social interaction. It had been 12 years. She bore this emotional pain. She probably bore this mental pain. Pain, the psychological baggage of being unclean and untouchable for 12 years. She probably could not prepare her family's food. 
She probably could not do housework. Somebody's saying, I wish I was there. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, she probably couldn't prepare food. She probably could not do housework. Don't look at anybody next to you, all right? She probably couldn't be the wife that she wanted to be. She probably could not be the mother that she longed to be. She had to sit in an isolated state for 12 years, staring at the walls, doing nothing, just soaking in her pain. An inward condition manifested outwardly. The Bible says that all of her money was spent up, that she looked everywhere. She looked to every physician. She looked to every doctor, and she spent up all her money on treatments, but her money has now run out. She spent money and resources on physicians, on what man could do, but man did not have an answer for her. And so now she is at nothing. Now she has nothing. She is down to nothing. Has anybody been there before? You just feel like you're down to nothing. She had tried. She had exhausted every effort. She had exhausted every resource that she could think of. And now she is down to nothing. Her hands were empty, but she was full of faith. Her hands were empty, but she was full of belief in this man named Jesus. Her hands were empty. Her resources were empty. But there was something deep down inside of her that said, I believe in this man named Jesus. And if I can just connect with him, if I can just get close to him, I know that I will be healed. Let me tell you, all you need, all we need tonight is faith. Some of y'all are just watching me right now. We're not participating. You're just watching me. All we need is faith. All you need is faith. Even you may feel like you have nothing. You may feel like you have exhausted all your resources. I'm telling you tonight, if you just walked into AOL Church tonight with faith, you have enough to receive a miracle. If all we have, if we go up throughout this entire season, this entire year, and all AOL has is faith, we have enough to see God do something supernatural in this church. Just faith. Look at somebody say, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Show it to me. Show, show me your faith. All you need is faith. All you need is faith. Verse 44, Brother Sonny, if you could read that for us really quickly. Luke 8, 44. See, the woman came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. So we always have this picture of this story about this this lady pursuing Jesus and many times in illustrations we just think that she crawled to Jesus she was just using everything that she could just slowly pushing through slowly the Bible I cannot find in any gospels where she crawled to Jesus many of the gospels reference that she stretched forth that she Pursue. But I, I'd like to ask you tonight, I need some guys really quick. I need some guys. I need some strong guys, all right? Some strong guys. Nobody wants to volunteer, all right? Come on, strong guys. I need, I need a crowd of strong guys. Just come up to the front really quick. I want to ask you, I want to ask you tonight, if Jesus, if Jesus were passing by, Jesus, okay, we got a lot of guys that, that are strong. How, how, who wants to volunteer to be Jesus? Come on, come on, Carlin. 
So we have this crowd. We have this, this group, all right? And we've all thought about it. We've all thought about it in our minds. We've all imagined it in our minds. And Jesus is passing by. Jesus is walking. And there is this crowd, all right? Brother, Son, uh, Brother Raphael, I don't mean to pick on you, all right? But you are our, you're our woman with the issue of blood, okay? Okay. <laughs> And so there's this crowd. I need a couple more guys. A couple more guys. Come on. So they are surrounding Jesus, all right? They're surrounding Jesus. The Bible says that she came from behind, all right? So his motive is somewhere else. His mission is somewhere else. And there is this crowd that is surrounding Jesus. The Bible says they are pressing up on Jesus. He don't even have no breathing room, okay? Because, you know, wherever Jesus is, there's going to be a crowd, right? There's going to be a crowd. Now, now they might not all be as sincere as, as this person is, uh, but there's always going to be a crowd. Now, I want you, all right, I want you to show us what would you do if that was Jesus? No, 12 years, 12 years in pain, and, and, and these jokers are trying to block you. They're trying to keep you because they, they just want some Jesus themselves. What would you do? I need somebody else, all right? That was good. I need somebody else. What would you do, Brother Sonny? What would you do? How would you break through this crowd? Maybe, maybe you couldn't stand. Maybe all you could do was crawl. Maybe all you could do was limp. What would you do? Wow. Now you know that's not how it happened. You know that is not how it happened. I want somebody to show me how you absolutely think it would happen. Show, show me how you think it would happen. How, how would it happen, Riley? <laughs> somebody else, show me how you think it would happen. How, how do you think? Okay, what if this was you? What if this was you? All right. What if this was you? How would it happen? See, we, we, look, we look at the woman with the issue of blood, and we're, we're like, man, that, that could have been easy, right? But sometimes it's hard to do it even when we don't need a miracle, right? Sometimes it's hard to do it even in the presence of God, even gathered by a multitude of believers. What if it was you? What if it was you, Sean? What, how would you do it? Yeah, yeah, right now. How would you do it? Okay. Say, say you can't even walk, all right? Say you can't even walk. Brother David, say you can't even walk. How would you do it? Couldn't even walk. How would you press through? How, how would you get to Jesus? Let's, let's see. Let's see. How would you get to Jesus? Say you'd been dealing with this for 12 years, a flow of pain for 12 years, an inward, an inward problem manifests into the outside. We wouldn't let them people get in our way. We wouldn't worry about what they were thinking about us. We, we really wouldn't. Thank you, guys. You could be seated for just a second. Just a second. How, how would you get to Jesus? See, many times our faith is tied to what we can see. Well, if Jesus was here in flesh, I might do that, right? But she couldn't see she couldn't see she, she she just thought if I can just touch the hem of his garment. She probably couldn't even see Jesus. The crowd was 
was blocking her view. The crowd was all around her. How, how would you get to Jesus? Would it take too long? Would you not be... Mo- I've, I've got to touch him. I've, I've got to connect. I've got to connect. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. That day when she stretched, the Bible says she, she stretched. Sometimes God puts us in positions where we've just got to stretch our faith. That's what we did on Wednesday night when we were praying before pre-service prayer. We were stretching just a little bit. Sometimes God wants to stretch us just a little bit. Sometimes when we feel comfortable, sometimes when we can easily just give up, easily just walk away. That's the easy choice. God is saying, no, I'm here for a reason. Just stretch a little bit. Let's see where your faith is at. Let's see, let's see who your faith is in. Let's just stretch just a little bit, all right? Let's just, let's just try to see how much you will pursue me. I really want to see, do you really need me? Or those just lyrics on a screen. I need you, Lord. Do you, do you really? Is it just words that you say or do you really need him? Do you really want him? If I can just get to him. That day she stretched out her hand and she stretched out that hand of faith and she touched the realm of Miracles. I don't know about you, but when you get desperate, there is a dimension that you get in that when you start to stretch, when you start to pray, when you start to read the Bible, when you get into the Word of God, when you fast, you begin to tap into the miraculous. People that have never done it, people that have never stretched that far, they don't know what I'm talking about. But if you have stretched yourself, if you have been beyond, if you have went the second mile, you know what it feels like to tap into the miraculous. I'm talking about God speaking to you day and night. I'm talking about God putting people on your heart. I'm talking about nothing being able to keep you uh, from touching Jesus. She heard of Jesus. Uh, She came to where Jesus was uh, and she pressed through the crowd. Uh, She stretched through the crowd. If you want a miracle from God, like we talk about all the time, we talk a big game, but if you really want a miracle from God, you have got to be willing to press. You have got to be willing to sacrifice your ego, sacrifice your pride. You have got to press past fear, past doubt, past low self-esteem. You've got to press past dead boring religion yeah there is dead boring religion even in an apostolic church you've got to get through tradition you've got to get through your ordinary you've got to get through the cycle and you've got to get to Jesus you can't allow anybody else in this room to dictate how you will respond or how you will pursue the presence of Jesus You're going to have to dig past disappointments. You're going to have to dig past fear. You're going to have to dig past the what-ifs, the what-nots, the so-and-sos. You're going to have to get that out of your mind and say, I'm here for one reason. I've got to touch him. I've got to touch him. And I've got to say something about it. You know what's amazing about this story? This lady comes to Jesus alone. She comes to Jesus by herself. Now, in so many other scriptures, we read about people bringing people to Jesus. But in this story, she came to Jesus by herself. Somebody suffering from 12 years, you would think somebody may have to drag her. You would think somebody may have to help her in, may have to carry her. But no, she came to Jesus all by herself. I want to tell you, there's times in your life where you're going to have to get to Jesus all by yourself. 
There's times in your life uh, where you're going to have to make up your mind. Even if I don't feel like it, uh, even if it doesn't feel like the right atmosphere, even if it doesn't feel like the right time, uh, I'm going to have to get to Jesus. uh, And if I got to get to him alone, uh, I'll do that uh, because that's how much uh, I need to touch him. Uh, Nobody is helping her. Nobody's encouraging her. Nobody's holding her hand. You've got to encourage yourself sometimes. You've got to encourage yourself. I'm going to make my way through it. I'm going to pursue my way through it. I don't care who's watching me. I don't care if nobody's holding my hand. I don't care if nobody's patting me on the back. I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting to Jesus. I'm touching Jesus. Look at somebody and say, you've got to get to Jesus for yourself sometimes. You've got to pray for yourself. You've got to break through for yourself. You've got to worship for yourself. I wonder how many people could just do something for God yourself right now. Just do something for God yourself. Just worship Jesus for yourself. Not, not for response, but just worship Jesus for yourself. Just press through and connect to Jesus just for yourself, just by yourself, just because you... You legit, you need Jesus. You legit recognize Jesus, and you've got to touch him yourself. That sometimes we can't rely on anybody else to get a breakthrough for us. We can't rely on anybody else to get delivered for us. We can't rely on anybody else to press through for us. We've got to touch him ourselves. We've got to break through ourselves. When mama's not there, you've got to pray for yourself. When daddy's not there, you've got to fast for yourself. When pastor's not there, you've got to encourage yourself. You've got to learn how to get to Jesus yourself. You've got to learn how to connect with him. Oh, bye. Your self. He told Get to Jesus yourself. Watch this next scripture. Verse 45. Luke 8, 45. But son, if you could have that ready. This is amazing. I love how God speaks. I love how God speaks. Luke chapter 8, verse 45. Jesus said this. This is his response when she pressed through, when she stretched out. And she made contact. This is what Jesus said. Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee. And sayest thou, who touched me? Verse 46. And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Jesus said, who touched me? Ah, I want Jesus to say that about me. <laughs> I want Jesus to recognize when I stretch out. Jesus said, who, who touched me? He said this to his disciples, and I imagine his disciples were probably Confused by this question. Even the the scripture even shows us they were pretty confused. They said, Jesus, why are you asking who touched you? Everybody around here is touching you. Everybody around here is pressing on you. Everybody in here is closing in on you. And you're saying, who touched me? Jesus said, no, somebody touched me. For I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Jesus said, who This tells me that touching Jesus is not enough. 
This tells me that just touching Jesus, just making contact with Jesus is not enough. Because everybody was touching Jesus. There was a crowd around Jesus. Everybody was interested in this Jesus guy. But Jesus said, no, I want to know who touched me. Who touched me? Who touched me? If you get it, you'll feel it right now. Who, who touched me? Who touched me? And so I began to study this scripture. And that word touch, translated in the Greek, is haptomai. And that word haptomai means to touch by attaching oneself to something. To touch and to hold on. Jesus said, I, I didn't mean who touched me. I want to know who touched me. I I'm not interested in who just touched me. I want to know who touched me. Jesus said, I'm stopping right now because I want to recognize there is somebody that reached out and they held on. There's somebody that had their mind made up that they just weren't going to get a quick fix. That they just weren't going to get a quick touch. But they are desiring intimacy. They want to spend time with me. And when Jesus was walking and Jesus was on his way, he stopped in his tracks and he said, who touched me? Who just grabbed onto me? Who is holding on? That's my question to AOL tonight is, who's holding on? Are you holding on? Do you want a holding on relationship with Jesus? Do you want an attachment relationship with Jesus? No, it's more than just a touch. It's more than just a, a moment thing. But do you want to hold on to him? Do you want to grab on to him and never let him go? Do you want to get his attention? Jesus is saying tonight, who's going to touch me? Who's going to touch me? Who's going to attach themselves to me? Who is going to hold on? I want to know after everything that you've been through, it's 12 years, 12 days, 12 months. I want to know, are you desperate enough to hold on? Are you desperate enough to attach yourself to me? I want to touch Jesus. I want to grab a hold of Jesus. I want to get everything that I can. I don't want to let him go. I want him to recognize I am here. I'm here to stay. I'm here with you. I want you. I desire you. I need you. Who held on? I wonder how many people have been holding on tonight. I wonder if there's anybody in this place you feel you've been holding on. Jesus, I'm in this place and I've been holding on. I'm in this place, Jesus. And I'm not like the rest of the folks. I'm not here for just a quick fix, God. I touched you. I'm pursuing you and I'm holding on. This is, this is, this is something I'm serious about. I want to attach myself to you. Verse 47. Listen to verse 47 really quick. Everybody stand in this place. Verse 47. This is, this is her response. This was Jesus' response when Jesus said, Who touched me? Who held on to me? Who attached themselves to me? And this was her response. And verse 47. And when the woman saw that she was not hid. Read, read that one more time. And when the woman saw that she was not hid. When she saw that she was not hid. So the very things that she was pressing through were the very things that she was hiding behind. See, sometimes we think of people or situations as obstacles when really they're masks. When really there's curtains that we pull behind, we pull in front. 
of our inward condition that is manifesting to the outside. And when she saw that she was not hid. Another version of this word means when it came to the mind of Jesus, when he came to the knowledge that she was there. Keep reading, Brother Sonny. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Verse 48. And he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. This is what we have to get a hold of in our spirits right now. You have got to understand this. If you want healing, if you want God to perform something miraculous in you tonight, in your life, I'm not talking about a progressive thing. I'm talking about an instantaneous, immediate thing tonight. Her stretching out, her pursuing, her touch, her holding on. She's 12 years. She's hurting. She's in pain, but she's full of faith. She's hurting. She's in pain, but she's determined. She's hurting. She's in pain, but she needs Jesus. Her pressing through. Her stretching out, her touching and her holding on healed her. But it was her declaration. How many of y'all are just satisfied with being healed? No. But her declaration. The Bible says, and she fell down before him. And she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And then he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Now you have peace. It was her declaration to Jesus in front of all the people that made her get whole. She stretched, and many times we stop at that. We say, yeah, we'll stretch. Yeah, we'll pursue. Yeah, we'll touch. We'll grab a hold. That's good for a healing. That's cool for a healing. But it wasn't until she said, Jesus, it was me. Jesus said, who touched me? Who grabbed onto me? And when she saw she was not hidden, when she saw that it was in Jesus' attention and she could no longer hide behind the crowd, she said, Jesus, it was me. And I touched you because I've had a flow in my body of blood and I need you to make me whole. And he said, daughter, See, you go from believer to daughter when you declare. You go from believer to child when you speak through your mouth. I've got to tell him, and I've got to tell somebody else. I've got to touch him, 
and I've got to tell somebody else. I've got to get to him, but I've also got to tell somebody else. Jesus, this is why I'm here. Jesus, I've been struggling for a long time. Jesus, I don't even feel like being here right now, but this is why I'm here. I am here because I know you have the answer. I am here because I know you can work a miracle, but I'm not just giving you a vague need. I'm telling you the reason why I'm here. And I walked in here tonight because I need a specific healing. I need a specific word. There are people right now, you need a specific healing. I want to ask you, what takes more faith? To press through the crowd and just touch Jesus and hold on? Or to stand up before everybody else and say, this is why I'm here, Jesus. This is why I came. I came because I've got an addiction. I came because I've got depression. I've came, Jesus, because I've got an ailment. I've got a sickness. I've got a disease. I came here right now, and I'm telling you, but I'm also letting everybody else know because I want them to recognize that it's me. I want people to know that it's me. I just don't want you to know, Jesus. I want everybody else to know this is why I'm here. I dare us right now, if you need a miracle, you need something to happen in your body right now. There are healings here. There are miracles here. And the only way that you can be made whole is to declare it before the people. Declare it before the people. Whether it be you coming to this altar, whether it be you lifting up your voice, whether it be you getting down in the aisleway, I dare you. Don't just press through. Don't just stretch out. Just don't, don't just grab on and hold on. But make a declaration. Make a stand. Jesus is saying, I'm walking by who touched me who touched me who decided to grab on and not let go who decided to attach themselves to me who decided to have intimate relationship who decided to be here who decided that you're going to keep a hold of this thing but not just that I want to know when everybody else backs up when everybody else walks away when the crowd disperses I want to know no, who's serious about it I want to know really who it was I don't want to hear it from the disciples I want to hear it from you I don't want to hear it from the crowd I want to hear it from you who are you what do you need Jesus, it was me, it was me it was me and I declare to you right now before all the people for the cause that I came to touch you I declare to you I'm not ashamed I'm not trying to be perfect I've been struggling for 12 years I've been going through this for 12 years I've been dealing with this for a long time I don't care who knows it I don't care who's exposed to I just want you to know and I want the people to know so that when I receive a miracle I'll have a testimony of it God, I'm not satisfied with just the healing. I want to be made whole. I'm not satisfied. Lord Jesus, I want to be restored. I want to be restored to the state in which you created me, to the state in which you spoke me into existence. I want to be made whole. Who is it tonight? Who is it tonight? <laughs> Who's desperate tonight? Who's longing tonight? Who needs Jesus tonight? <laughs> Rabbi, who's not ashamed in the multitude of the people? Who's not ashamed before the crowd? See, not everybody came with the same motive that you came with, but that doesn't really matter. Just as long as you stand up and you declare it and you say, Jesus, 
This is why I'm here. I dare you right now to lift up your voice and to shout it out. If you came tonight with Anita, I just dare you to shout it out in the atmosphere. I just dare you to tell God, God, this is what I came in with. This is what I need. This is what I came in here. This is why I was pursuing you. This is why I pressed through. I did not have to be here. I could have taken the easy route. I could have stayed at home. I could have done something else. But I am here for this reason. See, powerful things happen when you declare. Not just when you touch him, but when you tell somebody about it. Not just when you make contact. Not just when you hold on, but when you declare it in front of the people. When you declare it in front of the congregation. I wonder who's bold enough right now if you just lift your head back and open up your mouth and just let it be known why you came tonight. Miracles are happening now. Miracles are happening now. Go to the next level. Just go to the next level. Just let God stretch you a little bit. He's stretching you for a reason. He's stretching you for a purpose. He's challenging you for a reason. He's allowing you to pursue him for a reason so that you will be made whole. God, I want to be made whole. Come on, lift your voice. Tell somebody about it. I want you to intentionally, I want you to intentionally say it so loud that your neighbor hears it. I want you to intentionally say it so loud that not only Jesus hears it, but the person next to you hears it. The person around you. I dare you to say it so loud that this entire congregation hears it. I dare you, I dare you to say it so loud that our live feed hears it. That people that are watching online, they hear, they know, they recognize why you came. Jesus, I'm here. I'm here because I've been depressed and I want joy. I'm here because I'm hurt and I want peace. I'm here, Lord Jesus, because my body is painful and I want pain to leave my body. That's why I'm here. That's why I came. Not for anybody else, but if there's anybody else here, I want them to recognize. I don't want anybody else to question my intention of why I'm here. I don't want anybody else to question my motives of why I'm here. I'm not here to impress. I'm here to press through. I'm not here to put on a show. I'm here to touch you. I've got to touch him. I've got to touch him. And I've got to tell somebody. I dare us for the next 15 minutes. Whatever you have to do, however you have to do it, just touch Jesus. Touch him. Not, not just a temporary touch, but in a way where you grab on and you hold on. In a way where you attach yourself. God, I want you to be a part of me. God, I want to be directly attached to you. Yeah, we're not ready to declare yet because there's still some pressing through that we've got to do. There's some people you're not ready to declare yet because there's still some pressing. There's still some stretching that you